Thornton, and I am joined by one of the world's greatest co-hosts, Mr. Steve Wood. What is going on? Good to be back. Nothing much, bro. Nothing much. And if you guys couldn't already tell, I am also joined by super producer Boyd Atkins the Fourth. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Dr. Nick. (laughs) Guys, we are back, and if you didn't already know, our mission on the Nerd Smash Talk cast is to bring you the latest in nerd entertainment, whether that involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, comic books, anime, wrestling, whatever. We will cover it because, hey, guess what? Being a nerd is not as limiting as you think that it is. Mm-hmm. Woo! There's that spiel out of the way. Man, we've got a lot to talk about today, guys. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys didn't already know, uh, we have filmed, or filmed, recorded a, a spoiler review that is going up on YouTube, our uh, Nerd Smash Talkcast YouTube channel, uh, just around the same time as this episode, actually. So be sure to look for that if you haven't already. But we are not leaving the podcast, folks, out in the lurch. We have a non-spoiler review that is uh, going to be uh, a little later uh, on the recording today, we are also going to talk about Steve's first impressions with Elden Ring mm-hmm. and some other stuff. I'm going to sprinkle in there. I'm going to sprinkle it. Stuff. We'll sprinkle it. We got uh, some news of an alien movie coming to Hulu. Uh, we've got uh, two brand new trailers: one for League of Super Pets and one for uh, a movie called Bullet Train that we want to mention. Uh, but before we get into all that, we normally have a segment called What's Hot in These Streets, but we throw that segment out of the window when we have Super Producer Boyd on because that's right, it's time for our return segment, The State of Wrestling. Boy, That poor window. <laughs> <laughs> it's the window's fault. <laughs> Boyd, what is going on in wrestling? We just came off of a, another couple big events. Huge weekend, oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. a good weekend. So, first, let me preface by saying this is not going to mean anything to anyone but LT. On Wednesday, we got an announcement <laughs> that AEW's president and owner, Tony Khan, just bought Ring of Honor, one of the biggest indie promotions in the last 20 years. Owning their tape library and all that delicious backlog goodness. This was capped off by a really, really good pay-per-view thrown by AEW called Revolution on Sunday. And it is already not only one of the best pay-per-views that you're going to see this year, but probably one of the best pay-per-views AEW's done in their three years that they've only been there. Mm. I tell you, it... 
this whole weekend in general, which is good for professional wrestling, Impact had their sacrifice show on Saturday with really good matches, new champions, a lot of representation. If you want some good representation, Impact's your place to go. But AEW took it up a notch with a four-hour show that, while it felt long, rarely disappointed. I mean, it was a slobber knocker, JR would say. Yeah. But the state of pro wrestling is it's it's getting better and better, honestly. Yeah. Uh colored me shocked when I mean, I think when I started getting back into wrestling, it was right around the uh Triple H Batista storyline, the during mm-hmm. the Reign of Terror. Uh and I was not checking out like indies or other promotions at that time. So uh I got an education in that uh oh CM Punk used to have AFI's uh Masara ka- uh oh man what's the name of the song again I'm sorry uh it, I, I just know noticed the intro tra- that song <laughs> yeah I just noticed <laughs> the intro track from Sing the Sorrow which is my <laughs> first emo album I bought <laughs> <laughs> and it stayed on loop for about four years <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man that revolution paper pay-per-view was pretty sick man um uh i mean top to bottom the buy-in show on youtube was fantastic kenny kingston did great jake cargill did great keith lee uh powerhouse hobbs and wardlow in that letter match just big meaty men slapping meat throwing around (laughs) and for what might have been the highlight for me, just because I'm a dork and I like 90s crow sting, sting jumping from the rafters through four tables at the age of 62. Yeah. You can call wrestling fake all you want. You can't fake a geriatric drop <laughs> jumping from the rafters through mm. four tables. Have you seen um, that from the fan angle yet? No. There, I just saw it on Twitter earlier. So literally the fan that was right next to him, like, filmed him from from his back like jumping towards the tables it's way more terrifying when you see it from that view i can only imagine (laughs) and i'm like he's 62 dude when i was in my 20s jumping from the top rope was scary man i can only imagine shocked to hear that sting is still in it he's still in it well, so he almost had to retire about five years ago due to a spinal injury i would imagine you know, but AEW came back and he was like, let me show you why I'm Batman. And he's just been Batmaning it the last two years. Yeah, basically. He's uh, he's Batman beyond Bruce Wayne right now. <laughs> that so is he- accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be doing this, old man. I'll do it when I'm dead. I was like, oh, gosh. All right, <laughs> So, yeah, man. And oh, what? Conversely, we've got <laughs> Let's see. We've got what three celebrity matches on WrestleMania? What? Yes. Yeah, so, so at the moment we've got hmm, uh, one of the Paul brothers. I can't remember if it was uh, Jake or Logan. Oh. Uh, teaming with the Miz to go against uh, Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic. Mm-hmm. Then on SmackDown you've got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. So that's two, and I think there might be a. Third, if you count Pat McAfee as a celebrity, because he'll be wrestling Austin Theory. So, yeah, you've got three celebrity matches planned for WrestleMania weekend. 
I would count Pat McAfee as a celebrity, if only because uh, I'm, I'm sure Vince is only doing it because he's only giving him a match because the guy has name recognition mm. and value outside of the E. Because he's Barstool Sports, right? That's him? No, he's got his own show on YouTube, the Pat okay. McAfee show. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he runs his own thing. But, you know, he's charismatic. Kind that of he like is. Hey, he was a Colts kicker, so I'm cool on him. <laughs> oh, look at that tie-in. Oh, yeah, for our <laughs> for our uh, audience that keeps up with this stuff, uh, obviously you guys know that I am a Browns fan and Steve is a Bengals fan. And that's right, Boyd is a Colts fan. So, hmm. Hey, they started from <laughs> Dayton, now they there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for that update in the state of wrestling there, Boyd. Let's go ahead and get into our first news story, and that is we got a trailer just kind of out of nowhere uh, for a Brad Pitt movie called <laughs> Bullet Train. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> this looks so, wild. I... So honestly, I didn't know either, and then I saw the trailer, and I went, why does this seem like a Boyd movie? Mm. And then I looked up the production company. It's the John Wick gang. John Wickian. Yes, it is. You know, okay. it's the people that did Kate, uh, Atomic Blonde, all these movies I've enjoyed over the last couple of years. So I'm like, oh, this is why I like this trailer. And this is why I'm going to see the movie. Yeah. Not because Brad Pitt. I'm not Elmo. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Brad Pitt, but I'm a big fan of that trailer. And I'm a big fan of all the anime goodness that I think it's, um, 8711 Productions, I think is the company's name, that they do. They make the trailers look really good. But the thing is, they also make the movies look good. Mm-hmm. So Very fast-paced. Yes. Like. It's very anime, and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah. Me too. I'm on the same page there. It just looks like a wild ride that uh, I definitely want to take. Looks good a to wild me. ride on the bullet train. Hey. <laughs> it looks like it kind of feels like both John Wickish and Deadpool, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, uh, the comedy is very Deadpoolish. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? When Doing I his s- best Idris Elba, <laughs> or trying to, or something like that. <laughs> when I saw the um, first trailer for the the first trailer I saw for the movie, uh, he had co billing with Brad Pitt, and I was like, oh, is he is he out here like that for this movie? But and subsequently, uh, after that, I've seen Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson have like top billing on this. So who knows? Oh, but it looks fun. I think yeah. uh, one of the three of us should probably check it out. <laughs> it, yeah, it'll it'll be boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for notifying us. You're also saying you're going to take the bullet for Morbius. I think I'm probably going to end up seeing Morbius too. But, um, oh, yeah, I, I'm too invested. I, I, I'm, I'm too curious in what Sony's actual plans are because, you know, if, if I'm building a unit, if I'm a Sony exec and I have not done a mountain of cocaine, uh, then my plan is to start building out my cinematic universe and actually start having some connections that matter that maybe aren't just in post credit scenes. So I'm I'm definitely dropping either a Toby Maguire or a Andrew Garfield in this thing. 
Mm-hmm. But does this? I'm part of me feels like there's a novelty to just being like, are they really just gonna Jared Leto this thing all the way to the end? Is like Tom Hardy gonna show up, or are we getting anything? I don't but know. Dude, I, it's a weird, it's morbid, morbid curiosity. curiosity. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I really do think there's a possibility they may just let Jared Leto ride with it throughout the whole, and then the the Michael Keaton. Uh, thing is the cameo post credit. <laughs> they, they just gave us a post credit in the trailer. <laughs> that would be terrible, man. But I could, see, man. Right. Uh, oh my gosh. I just feel like the, give this thing two weeks and it'll be on some streaming service or you know I'll be able. To it'll be on Stars. Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. I forgot. Oh wait, no. It's a Sony movie, right? Yeah. Um, Stars. Right? That'll probably be their first. Um, was it Project Spartan, their Game Pass competitor? That'll be like their first movie on that. Oh, man. You know, we do have a big announcement tomorrow, so you might be right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Is it what, 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch them. They might do something crazy. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to keep our <laughs> eyes out for uh, what whatever they decide to do there. Mm-hmm. But... For now, let's go ahead and move into our next story, and that is another bit of uh, trailer news, and that is we got a new Super Pets trailer. Uh, Ironically, uh, I saw it just before the Batman movie, and this was, it was even on YouTube written as the Super Pets Batman trailer, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) just features a lot of uh, Batman with the revelation that Keanu Reeves will actually be voicing Batman in this Super Pets movie. Mm. So uh, I think Boyd, you and Steve were were kind of vibing on this trailer. I I think so because originally when I saw the like the teaser that they did during with the fandom when they originally yeah. announced it, mm-hmm. I I I was. Just like no, why? Why? Why does? Why is this a thing? But this trailer here, it subverts that entire like teaser mm-hmm. and actually makes this movie seem a lot more interesting. And the jokes that they're doing uh, with Keanu Reeves as Batman, it gives me big DC uh, superhero girls vibes. If you guys have ever watched that cartoon on Cartoon Network, it's very similar. It's an underrated cartoon. Uh, I heard, yeah. Yeah, Isn't but, it from uh, the same people that do uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? I believe so, because it's the same oh, animation okay. style. Yeah. But um, that's the comedy I get from here, and if that's it, then, oh, yeah, I'll definitely give that a go. But, uh, Steve, I think you said uh, said it best the way you saw the animation. Yeah. Yeah, it looks more like a... Uh, that's what hooked me this time, was just looking at the animation, looking at the setting, because we didn't get a whole lot of context from that fandom trailer looking at this it really a whole lot of despicable me vibes even down to the batman's face and i really dug that joke between him and uh his dog about i mean that that was pretty cool just about being abandoned and him being you know that was that was pretty great that was pretty great all right so so you gonna come around if you go see more movies, <laughs> man. You go, you gonna see this movie. Uh, false, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you why. 
Uh, I feel like I just saw the movie. It, it's, it's done. Let me tell you. But so, the pig, I, though, what is that? You got to know. Where's that curiosity? What curiosity? The pig? <laughs> What'd you yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's getting the pig? Yeah. Probably. Isn't it Wonder Woman? Probably. I thought she had a kangaroo. She did, but... They'd send you to a pig. That's, right. You're not going to find a, a kangaroo just chilling in New York. Right? Because we saw in this trailer, like, what? An alien laser beam hits uh, animal shelter and all those yeah. other animals get superpowers as a result. So, like, uh, they, they can all hang with crypto because otherwise they're just animals and crypto is a super dog. So, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, to me, this, I felt like, this is why I don't like watching too many trailers, because then I start putting story beats together, and I'm like, wait a second. And you're usually right. right. That's what makes me mad. Right. You're usually <laughs> right. <laughs> Watch this trailer again, and tell me, especially the part where you see, like, Ace, the Bat Hound, is sitting there, and he's got the Batman cowl on. Does this not feel like the end of the movie? Ooh. Isn't the... Because he starts Dang. out as a stray, right? He doesn't yeah. start out as Batman's dog. How much do you doesn't, hope that he doesn't get hit by that ray and doesn't get any powers? He does get hit by the ray and he does that's, get powers. That's dumb. Because he was, was he had the power of emo? <laughs> the power it's Kevin of Hart, so no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it just feels like, okay, well, it seems to me like the best Batman bits are probably going to come at the end of the movie when the you know rest of the Justice League claims their pets. Uh, that turtle is fast, so I'm pretty sure the Flash is getting him. Mm-hmm. And it's you know I, it, you're you're not selling a movie. You literally were like, "Where's all the Batman scenes so we can put this in a trailer before the oh, Batman God. movie?" God, mm. <laughs> yeah, I just realized that they traded in Streaky for a turtle just for the fast joke. For the fast, the turtle fast joke. They didn't even do Streaky. They didn't do Wonder Woman's kangaroo. They just. Hit a random beam of energy to a just an animal shelter, and I'm like, <laughs> "There's actual super animals in there. You're not gonna bring up uh, Superman's super horse. We're just gonna ignore the super horse. Is that too many super animals? <laughs> well, yeah. Y'all got a pig. Where's the horse? <laughs> right. Look, Batman got a whole bat family, but we can't get more than one super animal. Uh, it's gonna be so in bad. a League of I'm Super Pets it. movie. <laughs> I hate this movie. it's just like i just know i'm like oh they at first i was like oh well this is this is fun because i enjoyed the batman jokes and keanu reeves sounds hilarious as batman but then i was like man you know when you on like the third comedy movie trailer and you get a bunch of great jokes and then you realize after you watched it all the best jokes were just in that trailer you saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what's happening. So I wasn't as excited for this one. I'm sorry. Do you f- not feel like it's going to make a billion dollars just uh, on, no. just on the backs of kids and drive throughs I do not. Drive in movies. Yeah. I forget what it opens against, but it comes up against a much bigger. Kids oh, does it? Yeah, let's see what the least. Yeah. Is. I'm going to, I'm going to try to find it. I remember they were like, Oh man, was it? Does it come out the same time as Thor: Love and Thunder? Oh, it's gonna get massacred. This comes out Hold May twentieth. May twentieth? Yeah. Oh, it's still within range of Multiverse of Madness. 
When does that come out? That comes out May. I think that comes out. Um, is that the first the Memorial the, Day the, weekend. the previous week? Yeah. No, Memorial May twentieth is the weekend. Is the Memorial Day weekend? Oh, okay. I am. I am looking this up now, but I feel like it's got some stiff competition. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I see. Is it April, May? Okay. Uh, it comes out. Oh well. So Doctor Strange is at the beginning of May. May six, right? Uh, May twentieth. It comes out the same time as Downton Abbey. It's gonna rule. Uh, it, it will rule that. Yeah, and then I think the week after that, Top Gun Maverick and Bob Berger's movie comes out. Uh, I might still going to slaughter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to do well. So I, I think maybe the date got moved because I think it was supposed to come out later in the year. So I take back my, my previous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that Memorial Day weekend. Oh, boy. Oh, I remember. Uh, I remember seeing something where it was originally slated to uh, come out in November. And it wasn't coming out against Thor. It was actually supposed to come out the same weekend as Black Panther will come forever. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, DC. Someone snuck that right over. We're just going to change right. that right there. <laughs> Nobody will oh, know the man. difference. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. What's good? May? May 20? Uh, what do we got? Downton? Downton Abbey movie is like the safest movie you can put. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and unless Multiverse of Madness goes on a No Way Home type run, uh, I think we're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. So, or uh, that movie will be fine. <laughs> it. I mean, it doesn't have the the twenty years Spider Man nostalgia in there, unless. Well, uh, yeah, who it, knows, it, man. Yeah, it might get the deep. Jesus. It might get deep. They're, they're mm-hmm. teasing Patrick Stewart. That's uh. Mm-hmm. uh I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I have heard some insane rumors about that movie that might be true, and I will not speak on them for. Can I tell you, rumors are so dangerous now. They are because I just say, "Yup, that's true." Yeah. <laughs> like no way home thing. completely broke everything part of the bad thing about you know helping run social media for this podcast is that i'm exposed a lot more to twitter now and the twitter circles that i'm a part of uh regularly they're like bro did you see this movie rumor and it's like mm, if that's real that's really <laughs> gross uh <laughs> like i just got a spoiler this week potentially of a mutant that might be in the She-Hulk show. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what that oh means. Oh my god. Hmm. Maybe they just don't call them a mutant, or maybe after Doctor Strange things are opened up a lot more. I, yeah. Who knows? It's gonna be a lot more of that MCU racism. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Tasty mutant racism. Let's go ahead and get that analogy in here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to our originally thing that we were talking about. Super pets. You guys excited? Me, not so much. I'm excited, but it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's all just be pleasantly surprised, huh? Sure. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> let's see what they got. Let's see what they got. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Our next story. We have uh, what looks like to be a new Alien movie uh, that's coming directly to Hulu. Interesting. Uh, boy, did you have more details on this one? I do. I actually have the Hollywood Reporter's article up, and the headline is New Alien Movie in the Works with Don't Breathe filmmaker Fetty Alvarez. So, Fetty hasn't done too many things as far as directing. He did do the Evil Dead reboot, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. But have you guys seen Don't Breathe? I haven't. I've wanted to for a while, because it looks like a yeah. <laughs> just an intense movie. So, it and it is. The casting of him as director after watching Don't Breathe makes way too much sense. I just marathoned Ooh. all of the Alien movies. Mm -hmm. Like, when I say all of them, I mean all of them, including Even Prometheus. three? Even three. Oh. So, Even Resurrection? Yeah. Especially Resurrections. Oh, I do like that scene where the uh, thing gets sucked through that hole. <laughs> that happens in every alien movie. <laughs> I know, but it was like especially visceral in that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that movie does hold a special place in my heart for how ridiculous it is. Oh yeah, uh, I, I that, saw that director, movie the same, the same one, Delicatessen. Have you guys seen that movie? It was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's a, it's like a foreign movie, but he directed that with all the. Oh, it was right on, familiar. right on point. I saw. Uh, Alien Resurrection and Mortal Kombat Annihilation the same night. Oh, God. In just the dis disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a B-movie night. <laughs> it was, disappointment. Well, uh, it was after Thanksgiving and our our family used to just get up and go to the movies. Yeah, that's awesome. And we went to go see Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Alien Resurrection and I was Dang. like... Both of these movies were bad. This <laughs> <laughs> bad. Mm -hmm. It bad. It real bad. <laughs> so what's this movie supposed to be about, Boyd? Have you seen anything about that? Honestly, there's no other details other than it's in the works, which, mm. to be fair, in the works could mean a lot of things. I'm just excited because I like Fetty. I like Don't Breathe. And for all its faults, I like the Alien franchise. And I yeah. think it's a match made in heaven. It's the equivalent of something we're going to get into at the end of the podcast, where it's like you have a director with a property. And I think it just works very mm -hmm. well. And I can't wait to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, are we taking any bets on if Ridley Scott muscles out this director as well? I think he's <sighs> producing it with the Scott Free Company, if that's what the article said. Yeah, so he was, he was doing that with uh, what's his names? Um, the guy that directed District Nine. Uh, oh, uh, Chappy guy. Yeah, Neil Neil Blomkamp. He was doing that with him too, and then he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. Well, I we'll I hope that I I heard the word reboot somewhere, but I again a reboot versus a remake. I don't really know. Don't I really don't know. Alien. But if they don't go back, that that's the thing, right? So we got this director um, that deals in suspense like the original Alien movie was so suspenseful. Right. And I'm hoping that we get something like that. If we go back yeah. to the ship like the Nostromo or if that's where it goes, that's that's crazy. That's crazy, right? Or but, even if uh, I would like to see a colonizing movie like on uh like in aliens 
on the planet LV426. You guys remember that? That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, j- yeah. just oh, what happened to him. We know what happened to him, but, like, right. what, ha- what, what really had happened? <laughs> like, what should happen after, act- uh, actually happen after Prometheus. It's like, well, how did they get there kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's when you get the events right before Alien. Like the Whalen Company discovering it and then sending actual people there right. as colonizers. <laughs> a better Colonial Marines movie than, well, no, 2 was a pretty decent Colonial Marines movie. Yeah, it was. That was good. So, um, but yeah, like an actual Colonial Marines movie, but just with the suspense of just quiet and mm-hmm. drool and drippings and acid blood. I, I, yes. I'm hype. Yes. <laughs> Dope. Well, uh, yeah, I think we have a lot to potentially look forward to there. So that's going to be one of those things that we're going to keep an eye on for you guys. All right. Uh, so let's get to our next story. And Steve, you have got a nifty little uh, touch base with us on the video game front. Yeah. Uh, you have played the new release Elden Ring. Yes, I did. Um, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. No, <laughs> it is literally, it is literally beautiful. And within yeah. forty minutes of me playing it, I knew that I, because it's wide open. And when I say wide open, there's not really a whole lot of direction either. And I just knew that I was in the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, it just looked just like I was going to die. Right, right. Steve was just like, this uh, isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> Some of the, I mean, and honestly, you know, well, I shouldn't say 40 minutes into it. It took me 40 minutes to get to the game because of the the orig- the, uh, the the beginning part. So that was after 40 minutes additionally, you know, just kind of wandering <laughs> around. It was, I mean, it's, it's hard. I don't know if uh, you guys have played the, the the games in that line previously, but uh, man, it's just like old school Nintendo. That's what it's like. Like you just learn, you just learn and adapt, and you know you continue to level up even after you die. But it's still, still so <laughs> tedious. You know, I remember when Ninja Gaiden came out for the original Xbox. And I loved it for the Nintendo, right? I loved all three of them. But Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox, it was like you could get your behind handed to you just by some random ninja in some little room. This is exactly what that is. Exactly what it is. (laughs) Now, the sprinkle that I promised is uh, Destiny 2, the Witch Queen expansion, came out the same week. So good. Such a okay. good piece of storytelling from Bungie. Um, yeah, man, I'm really digging it. Uh, there's a lot of content there for your money. And uh, I'm just diving all the way in. That's where I've been spending most of my time this last week is uh, in that uh, Witch Queen expansion. Good times. Awesome. Gotcha. Awesome. Very excited. All right. Uh, I will say that I saw an IGN review for Elden Ring. Uh First of all, I have to say, IGN, when they review stuff, they very rarely hand out, like, a perfect score. And they handed out two in one week. One mm, for sure the Batman and yeah. one for Elden Ring. Yeah. And when I was watching the review and just watching this guy explore 
this gigantic world, I was just, I, I think I'm going to get it. Because I was like, oh, this, this looks incredible. And I was like, I mean, I know it's hard, but like, mm-hmm. you know, there's something to say for playing a hard game like that too. So probably going to, I'm probably thinking about checking it out when I eventually get my next gen console. Yeah, man, I agree with you. Uh, diving into something like this is, I know it's going to be long. I know it's going to be daunting. I know I'm going to want to quit, but it, it there are those things that you hold on to. Like, I can't believe I yeah. beat that. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of uh, push you forward. I was watching this dude just walking in the field with his horse and then a dragon swoops in and he was just fighting him. And I was Bro, like, there was no startup. Why I is this watched, happening now? <laughs> I, I watched this one that terrified me. Because this giant white dragon swoops in, then all this red lightning, and then the oh, dragon like gets like a lightning sword. And it's a massive screen-filling dragon already. Uh-oh. And I could tell where he was because he he was just beyond where I was where I was currently. And I'm like, there's no way I could fight that. Just by what he had on and what he was doing? No. <laughs> well, you see, I got this here sword and I got this here <laughs> right. magic. And it doesn't, the magic don't do much. Shoot these little orbs that do 5% damage. That's what if I'm I hit saying. Him good There's... enough, then maybe, you know, he'll be uh, annoyed that he'll get bothered and leave. <laughs> just leave? <laughs> I just do. They uh, don't get annoyed wheels. and they don't leave. <laughs> I, I just do cartwheels and, and I poke them with my sword stick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that game is insane. So, all right, well, Elden Ring. I I think it looks dope, and uh, you got to come back when you've uh, put some more hours in the game. I definitely will. I definitely will. All right, Uh, so let's get into um, our last couple bits here. Um, First up, uh, let's just give a brief non-spoiler review. Uh, for the Batman, we are mm-hmm. going, if you guys want the full spoiler review, uh, that will, like I said, be on the YouTube channel. But let's just give uh, some of our non-spoiler thoughts and impressions here. And I will start with you, Steve. So, uh, for me, there were some standouts. And that included uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner, or excuse me, as Lieutenant Gordon. Um, phenomenal job there. Um, I also liked Paul Dano as the Riddler. I think a really emotional and ridiculous Riddler that was just so on point and not what I expected. Um, lastly, I think the, the the big character for me was the city. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so just just to put that out there, there were so there was so good at storytelling in this Batman movie that I really feel like I need another one. So in no way, shape or form am I going to pretend like this is not a video game windscreen for me. I'm just, I'm just hoping that I can see it again soon. Yeah. Um, I, so I'll, I'll say my piece before we get to our resident Batman stand uh, mm. with Boyd here. Uh, I agree in that the city feels like an environment, like the perfect blend of gothic with like modern technology. Yeah. Um. Big shout out to Battinson 
Robert Pattinson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does feel like an upgrade over the last Batman that we saw in, in Justice League specifically. Um, not that I necessarily hate Batfleck, but uh, he, he came off a little Tony Starkish to me in his last appearance in Justice League. Uh, although, I guess I'm not counting Zack Snyder's Justice League, which... Mm. Okay. Anyway, um, Battinson, give him credit. Like, this guy, you'll you'll see when you guys see the movie. He did so much acting with just his eyes. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, put the respect out there. Like, it is, it is, it is present. Uh, it's a shame. I don't know if this Batman's going to interact with any kind of larger DC universe. I would love it if he did. I would love to see this Batman, this mentally damaged, uh, you know, borderline psychopathic, borderline having PTSD flashbacks at any given... Oh, I saw a sad child. I am uh, now Mm. in a mood where I need to beat humans. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see that with like a charismatic Superman being like, Hey, old Brucey, you need to calm down a little bit. I don't calm down. <laughs> I I don't, that's not something I do. <laughs> right? I'm a broken man. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, also, same thing. Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Just chef's kiss. Uh, my MVP is going to go to uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Holy mm. crap. Uh, and my honorable mention is going to Zoe Kravitz. Uh, this movie is long. It is meticulous. This is our detective Batman. Yeah. Um, this is also our, um, throw hands Batman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is our, uh, hands are rated E for everyone Batman. Uh, Everybody gets it. Right. This is our KFC two-piece chicken combo, Batman. Um, He's uh, just... It's a good time. It's going to feel like it drags a little bit, but you also realize that they're telling a very detailed story and it's purposeful. It's not just uh, a bunch thrown in there for fluff. Um it's expanded motivations, uh, additional scenes of chewing scenery, you know, things like that. This isn't just like, you know, an artist, like, you know, when we made this comparison to Dune, it's not an artistic shot of a bead of sweat running down someone's head for like Mm -hmm. three minutes, you know? Uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's most of what I needed to say for, for, my non-spoiler part, and I will throw it to the Batman snow. Well, uh, what's your rating? Oh, uh, this is a video game windscreen for me. Um, and uh, you'll hear it in the in the YouTube <laughs> version as well, but this is a, this is a Arkham City for me. It's that damn good. So there's not too much that I can say that you guys haven't said here. I say a lot more in the spoiler review. But I agree with both of you, and I have no disagreements with anything either of you said. This is a dirty crime thriller. Mm. It is not a superhero movie. It is a crime thriller. And the best superhero movies are ones where you can take the hero out of it and replace it with what we would consider a normal person. 
and it still be a good movie. That is this movie. Yeah. This is a movie where your main character is crazy. Yeah. And his antagonist <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. Everyone around him is crazy. And the one sane guy is trying to keep everything together. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be either everyone's favorite Batman or people are going to constantly put it up against the Nolan verse. And, and the thing is, it's a conversation that is worth having because they are two different sides of the same coin. And honestly, nobody's going to be wrong in this sense to make those comparisons. It is a video game windscreen, undoubtedly, but definitely check out the spoiler review for more thoughts on it because there's just so much to talk about this movie without spoiling it. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tons of artistic directions um, that they took that you just you just got to appreciate. Um, and I think, well, we, we, we talked about it in the in the spoiler review, but um, I think there's also a special little mention in place for this new Batmobile. So yeah. just, just put yeah. the respect mm-hmm. out there for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, Head out, go check out this Batman movie, and then go check out our YouTube review when you get a chance. Agreed. All right. And let's go ahead and get into our final subject before we let everything go today. And this was actually something I think that uh, was first brought up by you, Boyd? Uh, Yeah, because it was... uh, Steve had showed us his... uh, Bounty from uh, going to, he said, the thrift store was a Goodwill. Yeah. And um, he had found a nice slew of 2003 era IDW Transformers comics. Mm -hmm. So I wondered if you guys remember what the first comic book you purchased was. Uh,. Isn't that kind of tough for you? I can tell you what was like the most meaningful. Okay. Um, I can tell you my first. I know my first. Go. Go. All right. I'll start this thing off. Uh, So picture me. um, Haven't had any real comic books yet. And, but you know, big fan of like the X-Men TV series, Spider-Man TV series, this on TV. Uh, and then I finally found, uh, in the area where I grew up, there was this, uh, I want to say it was almost like a thrift store, um, maybe like half thrift store, half pawn shop. And I discovered in the very back of their little area, they had boxes where they had comic books. And I was like overjoyed. Me and my, me and my friend, uh, actually went in there together and I'll never forget. I w- I've always been super pissed off to him to this day. Because I'm pretty sure he doesn't even have any more or care about it. But in those boxes, tell me why this dude found legit issue number two of X-Men. Stop. Say what? For $3. Dude. Man. He don't even have it anymore. I, I, if he still has it, I would be shocked. 
I, I just like knowing him and like the stuff he does now. Like say his name so we may boo this man. I, <laughs> I I will not because I don't want I haven't talked to this dude in like twenty years. But <laughs> or maybe like fifteen years. But yeah, I don't I don't wanna slander anybody, but I will say uh he should not have been the one to walk out of there with X-Men number two. That's just my opinion. Mm, but that, that's her I was yeah. I was trying to find something um that compared at least a little bit. And while I could not find something with the value of an X-Men number two, especially for three dollars, I did find a comic book that I saw the cover, instantly fell in love with. And I still have it boarded and cataloged in my comic boxes to this day. And that is, I can't remember the issue number, but it's Captain America. Uh, the issue where he turns into Cap Wolf. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Captain America gets bitten by a yeah. werewolf and he turns into Cap Wolf. And on the cover, you see Cap Wolf. Like coming directly at the uh, at the viewer. That's kind of a and dope on the have, sides man. of him, on the sides of him, it's co-starring Wolfsbane and Wolverine. That's pretty sweet, dude. It's really sweet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that comic book, dude. Cap Wolf, dude. I just um, looked up the cover for this comic, and yeah. it's. <laughs> It says Wolfpack attacks, and yes. I just started doing the NWO Wolfpack theme in my head, dude. This would have been right around that time. Uh, but you, you're talking about you know a preteen kid that pulls that comic out of a out of a box, and it's just you see that, and you're just struck by how awesome it is. Like Captain America's a werewolf. Yes, let's go. So fighting always. cable. Right. <laughs> he says, oh. back off, fur face. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Who will be the Lord of Wolves? <laughs> yeah, there was a there was like a wolf themed villain that was turning everybody into werewolves. And then Why not? got bit by a werewolf, turned Why into not? a werewolf, but then the power of freedom helped him overcome. You can't subjugate Captain America. (laughs) You just casually threw out with the power of freedom. Hey, that's Cap, baby. I plan on having this conversation with with a certain individual from our group chat in a few weeks. (laughs) Mm. Oh, God. So, yeah, uh, Cap Wolf. That will always be my first That's a deep cut, bro. It certainly is. And... From those same boxes is where I pulled my Sleepwalker comics, too. So mm. let me just go ahead and do a second week of mentioning <laughs> obscure Marvel hero Sleepwalker. <laughs> oh, man. But that's me. What about you guys? Uh, Steve, do you remember your first? So or? I don't necessarily remember my first. I remember. So we had this comic book shop right around the corner from me. And it was within walking distance when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And we, you know, me and my friends would go up there. Mainly what I looked for was stuff I wanted to draw. Right. So I would dig through those and find that. And I remember, 
you know, don't make fun of me. I remember like X-Force. I had a ton of those because I thought those characters looked cool. No Shatterstar was my mans and them. Uh, but the one that I remember actually like, okay, this came out. I'm going to go get it and keep it on the board. And I still have it in a sleeve is the death of Superman. And, oh. um, yeah. And I'm, I, I want to say that I knew when it was coming out and I actually walked up there like the day of, or maybe the weekend that it came out to actually pick it up. And I may have even like told him like, Hey, I want this. Can I pre-order it or whatever it was, but still have it. Um, and you know, being a kid, I wouldn't even let people touch it. <laughs> you know, thinking it was some kind of... But yeah, yeah, that was the death of Superman for me. And I, and honestly, I'd never purchased a Superman comic book before that. Like, I never I never had one. Unless there was some kind of something that I wanted to draw on it. But nothing memorable. Certainly, certainly that. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, you've one. got the death of com- the comics boom, like, in the palm of your hands. That's awesome. Yeah. let's say mine isn't as good as either one of those um mainly because so of course i I love batman since i could remember what breathing was Uh, there's always been some batman for me but surprisingly the first comic i bought wasn't from a comic shop it wasn't a batman comic it was at a book fair at our elementary school Scholastic and, is no joke, bruh. Being broke, five broke, we ain't got it. I had five dollars. And you back then on, you didn't <laughs> you didn't go for what was the best. You went for what was the biggest book I could get for the least amount of money. And the graphic novel I found was Perseus, the Hunt for Medusa's Head by Paul Story. And exactly. And this cover always just stood out to me in my brain because I just saw it and kept looking at it. I'm like, why? And the reason is, is because that was going to be my starting to getting into Greek mythology. And I Mm. didn't know it. And it just took me down a rabbit hole of different mythologies from Greek mythology to then Egyptian mythology and like Roman mythology and it all started from this comic book I got in front of our gymatoria <laughs> during the book fair because all I had was five bucks and this was the biggest graphic novel I could get. Dude, that's now dumb. I'm awesome. that's yeah. awesome and that you remember all that too. That's if you uh, guys can that's a that's a memory. Yeah. That's the artwork. I love that for it. And it just it's I think it's why I don't when people think comics, I don't think superheroes i think illustration yeah. mm. and i always get defensive people are like oh well comic books are for kids i'm like well that means greek mythology is for kids that means mouse is for kids you know all these graphic yeah. novels and comics that people wrote it's it's interesting that you can take almost anything and put into that medium and give it some meaning oh yeah and yet most people just think it's about a guy that runs around in his underpants you know punching homeless people <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah that's I, I this is my first time seeing this cover and i think man that looks awesome mm-hmm. yeah 
But you know, I, it's it, it's no X Men number two or the death of Superman. But man, it it stands out in my brain. <laughs> you know, I there were a lot of comics at that time. I remember uh, the Alien, even the Aliens comics. They're all in mm-hmm. black and white. Those were dope too. Oh yeah. And I, I remember sneaking that in my house because I didn't think I would be allowed to have it. But those, I tried to sneak it in to the same people that took me to see the movies. So. <laughs> man. Well, this has been great, man. I am uh, I think you guys had some really interesting choices. Uh, and uh, let me just state again, my comic was not X-Men number two. I wish it was X-Men number two. <laughs> but uh, I'm also not disappointed that I have no, not a at all. Wolf pack attack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, guys, that is our show uh, for this week. Um, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you are liking, rating, and subscribing to us on whatever platform you're listening to us through, whether that's Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Google Music, uh apple podcast whatever uh just leave us some kind of liking and rating on there it helps us get the word out about the show uh we also have a youtube channel uh the nerd smash talk cast nerd smash and talk cast are both one word apiece. look for us on there that is where our spoiler review will be posted for the batman and there will be other spoiler reviews as well and steve where can they find you where can they find us you're gonna find the nerd smash talk cast on twitter at NerdSmash underscore TC. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steve L. Dub. Awesome. And boy, where can they find you? And is there anything that you want to plug? They can find me on Twitter at Calabron, K-A-L-L-A-B-R-O-N-N. Or you can find me there and on YouTube at Thelonious Chunk. And thanks, Steve, for all the plugs you give. Uh, at the moment, I just reviewed the Unihertz TikTok and some Unibuds on YouTube, but I keep posting the snacks on Twitter. Yes, sir. <laughs> awesome. Yo, your snack game, man, has got me questioning my whole existence. Where do you even find some of that stuff? Honestly, dude, every time I go to the store, every time I go to a store, I look for the weirdest thing. The weirdest right thing now, in there? Today I posted, I think it was the Honey Butter Popcornopolis Kettle Corn. Man, when I tell you it hit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kroger. Okay. Get to it. Okay. Sure. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at LTTheFifth. That's at L-T-T-H-A-F-I-F-T-H. And you can email the Nerd Smash Talkcast. That's uh, at nerdsmash.tc at gmail.com and you can send us any questions that you want us to talk about on the show and we will go over them for you but that's pretty much it for us for now uh so with that we'll go ahead and sign off yeah holla 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 boy (laughs) just a a meow (laughs) you got a lot of holla (laughs) y'all Was that a Catwoman reference? (laughs) You got a lot of cats. I mean... (laughs) uh... (laughs) Alright guys, take care.